Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio, westchestertalkradio.com. I'm John Marino. We are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built, by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis. By Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. By White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of our monk end, by Tompkins Mayor Pack Bank. Here at Westchester Talk Radio, welcome to On the Beat in Westchester. We are joined by John Bailey. John Bailey, the publisher, the editor of White Plains Citizen Net reporter, WPCNR.com, also the host of couple of TV shows, and these are available on pretty much every cable system around Westchester, White Plains, Weekend People to be Heard. John Bailey, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. How are you? Happy Better Year. Happy Better Year. Let's hope we have a better year than we've had the last two. John, I want to mention that a 19th century horse farm in North Salem, once owned by the Bailey family of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, has sold for almost four million bucks. Anybody you know? No. No, no not really. No. Um, it's Otherwise, you get a cut a, of that four million bucks, right? Right. It, it, Maybe Barnum somewhere and Bailey, a sucker is born every minute. That's As they said, right? right. <laughs> there you go. All right, John Bailey here with us on Westchester Talk Radio. On the beat in Westchester, County Executive George Latimer was re-elected back in November to a second term in office. What he says is a term, limited term, as if this will be his final term in office, his second one. His re-inauguration address, John Bailey, what did you make of that? I thought it was... uh... Pretty lukewarm, actually. I mean, Why? he addressed he had he addressed issues that not that were not particularly um, very exciting infrastructure. I mean, he's been talking about it was not exciting at all. He what did should not he have talked about? All out war on COVID. He didn't right. promise anything like right. that. But he infrastructure didn't, he didn't address important. COVID. I he want my streets it. fixed. You want your streets fixed, right? That's important. Overall infrastructure of how the county works. What could have made it more exciting to you? Well, more exciting would be that he has to address the COVID situation. I mean, it's time. We had 23, no, 26,000 New cases, cases last week, 26,000, over 26,000. But these are the and kind of numbers going around, around New York State and around this country to the point where Joe Biden says, well, don't look at us, the federal government, <laughs> to get this solved. It's up to the states to do it. And what do the states say? They say, well, locally, you have to do more. Well, what do politicians do when there is a crisis? They wash their hands of it. Right. They pass it along to somebody below them and they say, you take care of it. The president Mm -hmm. is highest on up. State governments are below him. Local governments are below that. So who takes Mm -hmm. the brunt? A guy like George Latimer takes the brunt. Well, he does and he doesn't. He doesn't enforce. 
he suggests. Do we need a countywide vaccine mandate once and for all? Well, yes, <laughs> I think so. I mean, if you, you, you can stay home if you're not vaccinated, not get paid, you know, or whatever. You have that right. It's not being taken away from you. But if you want to go into a public place, you should be vaccinated. You should be able to prove it. Do we need I mean, some we've kind been of talking form about of that for months. Do we need what? some kind of a form of lockdown again? Might that help? Well, this is another thing that Mr. Latimer has stressed that he does not want to enforce. He says he supports Governor Hochul's masked indoors policy, but he's not going to enforce it. How can you support if you don't enforce? Exactly, John. You and I think alike. That's where we are on the radio. That's not... <laughs> We're doing a form of radio here, right? <laughs> no, this is better than radio. Yeah, we can do a little more anywhere in the world than we can on terrestrial anywhere radio. No doubt about that. Yes, a bit more. Vladimir Putin, if you're watching over there in the Kremlin, rings. May I pose this question to you? What? If you are not enforcing, are you really supporting? Well, what you're no, you are. You are washing your hands. Okay, so this You're is washing a your hands. You want to be liked. The ninety okay. percent uh, of the cases in Westchester County and across the state are unvaccinated. Okay, now you talk about week. the vac you talk about the mandate. And Latimer says he won't enforce. When Kathy Hochul came out with this about a month ago, immediately Ed Day in Rockland County and Mary Ellen O'Dell in Putnam and Mark Monaro in Dutchess County immediately said, we're not going to enforce this. So she backed off. And so yeah, and they're going through the roof. On the their, on, nobody tells you what they're getting over there in new infections, and they are really getting swamped. In fact, nobody tells you what the how the hospitals are doing up there, and they're not doing well. I mean, I know um, that. Yeah. Yeah, they're we know not that. doing well. They are overloaded. Yeah. And this is the fault of those county executives who just want to be liked. They're wussies. Why? I wonder why didn't the governor at that point turn around then and say, look, I'm the governor. You kind of work for me as a county executive. You work for the people. Yes, but you work yeah. for me, too, and you have to work with me. These are my rules right now. Enforce or I will find a way to make you enforce. That's what got me that she backed right off. Well, this is the problem with Ms. Hochul right now. She is, if she enforces and turns all these um, uh, career politicians against her, they will blame her for the COVID spread. Mark my words. This is what is going to happen. It's already starting to happen. You've got Nassau and Suffolk County bereft of any responsible leadership in either of those two counties. And they are spreading through the roof. They're right. Long Island has the highest 28%. Rate. 28%. Yeah. And the state. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a disgrace. And, those and that's under a Democratic are, County Executive, Steve Ballone in Nassau and Laura Kern. 
was ousted in, I should say, Steve Ballone in Suffolk County and Laura Curran lost the election in Nassau County. She said she won't enforce. And now you have a new county executive in Bruce Blakeman in Nassau County who is not going to enforce, obviously. So that's where we stand in the southern part of this state. So George Latimer, in his reinauguration address, budgets for 2022. We've talked before about our budgets in 2022 in Westchester County and what direction the budget is heading, that huge increase of 9.5%. Can we look at this as inflation takes up about 6% or more of this, and then it's really like a 3.5% increase overall? Or is that maybe me playing accountant and working the numbers around a little too much under the guise of you can do whatever you want with numbers? Uh, my feeling is that telling you I'm cutting your taxes by seven million, but you're actually increasing the budget by 19 million. Well, that's just mumbo jumbo. This is the old Astrido technique. You know, you he he created the deficits five four years ago. And the Democrats passed his budget, so that created that deficit we had. So this is not what's taught in economics class, then, I guess. Well, in economics, you actually learn how to count. You do. And do statistics. And you learn how over-optimistic projections based on dreams, which is what it was three years ago, um, is not the way to do it economically. All right. So can we really blame local lawmakers based upon what's happening nationally with inflation? Well, I I think the inflation is caused by the businesses because the businesses are raising their prices to maintain their profit margins. Earnings, if you listen to the Wall Street reports coming in, I believe they're very, very up for corporations, the big ones. The airlines are making money hand over fists now because of all these uh, um, uh, traveling that's, that took place. But then, of course, the weather sort of screwed up their plans. But be that as it may, they got a $5 billion bailout. Mm-hmm. We supported those plans uh, in the air. And uh, there is just one example of airlines making a business making money on the misery of the country. All and, right. So uh, now we go over to schools in Westchester and how they're handling the COVID outbreak now as we get out of the Christmas holidays into the new year. And we are back in school in session this week in places like Greenberg, Ossining, and more yet. What's the general feeling around the county? Are we going to have to go back to full-time remote learning like the city of Chicago now? Well, we do not know. How many school districts are full tilt open anyway? That is a stat the county should be able to tell us. They, you know, he meets with the superintendents of schools every Monday. And um, please, I don't know how many schools are open full tilt for reopening right now. Do you? No, I don't. That crack news outfit um, that supposedly covers um all of westchester do have they printed that i don't have the staff to 
you know, to call, to call every school district in White and Plains. We put have athletics up in the air and things that go on around schools like district meetings, et cetera, up in the air. And I know everybody around the county from what I know and people I know, they want to try to keep things as normal and regular as possible. And that just may not be possible. Well, they got to tell you whether they are actually doing that, don't they? They do. And yes. How about every superintendent sending on a press release and saying we are open under the following conditions? They could do that. And then we'd all know. But they won't. So they I see certain feelings. things I'm involved in and I get the word. Well, looking forward to see you on January 18th, John. And I'm yeah. saying I don't know if we're <laughs> yes. going to do it on January 18th. That's, I'm not going to say yeah. anything just yet. So but on, on the schools, I just want to mention this. I spoke with Dr. Ricca, superintendent of schools in White Plains. We mm-hmm. have reopened totally. It's all in in the school um, right. buildings. And he says, though, that attendance is way down. Uh, we did not get a handle on how much it is down, but it is down. And I would suspect that is quite true of districts that have reopened as well. I'm just making a guess. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I spoke less than 24 hours ago with, and you know, I work as the public address announcer at Bridgehampton High School on Long Island, too, for basketball out there. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to one of the teachers yesterday who told me, and she was still in class when I got hold of her. I wanted to get a read on what was going on out there. We had our Monday night double header middle school and high school game canceled yeah. in Bridgehampton. And she said today, six new positives in a small school district, one teacher, and I'm sitting here right now in a half empty class. And that's the best I can do. And she said, my partner in this class tested positive during the holidays. So she's not in right now. I wasn't near her for 10 days before she was diagnosed as yeah. positive. So I didn't have to go get a test yet. But that's the situation here. And we had a bunch of positives on Monday, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is what's going to this is what is happening. I mean, this two two week vacation has been a disaster for the spread. Let's Most see what the numbers are mid to one week January. in Westchester County in the entire COVID experience. That was important. Uh, George Latimer in his COVID briefing yesterday said what has happened is horrible. Horrible. And um, he was really, it was a sense of desperation. He was trying to be calm, but he was pleading, basically pleading with people to be responsible and uh, persevere and do what has to be done. But you're going to do that so, so much longer because if I figured out how the hospitalization rate is going, we have 444 hospitalizations two days ago and now at that rate going back two weeks we have a about a eight uh, percent um spread rate so if you if you um multiply last week's positives twenty three thousand you get a figure of about 2,000 people getting hospitalized within two weeks. And that really pushes up against the Westchester County um, hospital bed capacity. Mm -hmm. Right. 
that is something that is going to devastate. May not be as sickening to people or as deadly to people, but it can and will put you in the hospital. And that's the real concern, the hospital overflow in this county and around the tri-state area, too. Well, it's happening. It's got to be happening up in uh, in the um, the counties that aren't going to enforce. Rockland, Orange. Orange is out of control. Right. Rockland is really zipping up there consistently Duchess. now. And uh, and Duchess, too. And um, even Putnam is uh, pumping along. And, you know, it is it's ridiculous that those county executives aren't doing something about this. And they're just playing politics. Mm-hmm. They're selling the citizens out in Orange County, I'm sorry, that is a very irresponsible area because they have been big leaders right second to Westchester all along. And uh, that has to be figured out. That has to be figured out and uh, it's not good. John Bailey is the publisher and editor of White Plains Citizen Net reporter, WPCNR.com. And he hosts White Plains Weekend People to be Heard on cable systems all around Westchester County. John Bailey, Governor Kathy Hochul running for election. I hate to use the term re-election because she wasn't elected governor before. She was elected lieutenant governor. Now, a couple of months ago in November, we went to the polls Most New Yorkers rejected having mail-in ballots distributed automatically statewide. She wants the legislature in their new session now in Albany to make this a state mandate despite what people voted for or in this case against. Is she treading on some tough legal ground here by doing this? Uh, Well, she's trying to do the right thing. And you have to realize that when a politician tries to do the right thing, they make a lot of enemies and people don't think it's right. People who don't feel that, um, that, who believe in election fraud and that people don't vote and all that. And well, you're going to anger them. And I don't know who is going to primary her since Tisha James bailed out because she couldn't get, gain any money, which right. shows you how much support she had in the first place. For Not much. No, that's yeah. right. And uh, yeah. Well, Tisha was telling human, people we need a female dead governor. She's, she's dead going around fundraising saying we need a female yeah. governor. And the people yeah. she was trying to hit up for money were saying, well, we have one now. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> that that's true and um but i mean hokel though as i said if she pushes the mandates and she can be attacked for that she can be attacked for that by the interloping republicans who see an opportunity but does, doesn't this go with the turf that no matter what office you're in you're going to be attacked by the other side so better off to do what you really think should be done and what you feel is right. Isn't that the best way to go and then make your case to the people? Absolutely. Absolutely. In other words, you don't have to remember what lie you told who. 
if you always tell the truth and do what is right and are consistent. Yeah, I found that out along the way. Yeah, right. (laughs) What lie you told to who, and then you have to remember who you told it to. (laughs) That generally doesn't work. So I found that out along the way. No, it doesn't. I think most people have, too. Yes, but it's funny how many politicians think it do work. That's how little respect they have for us. They have little respect for us. Uh-huh. because they change their positions so often or worse don't take mm-hmm. positions which is where which is albany is now in an i'm not taking any positions mode governor hokel wants not doing anything things. up there the not governor wants anything. two more things out of albany right now yeah. he wants albany to and you might have to change the state constitution to do this but to albany to decree that the highest level of elected representatives in this state, governor, lieutenant governor, controller, attorney general, cannot make outside income while they are in office, a la Andy Cuomo's COVID book deal. And also too, she wants to set term limits for all four of those positions, two terms, and then you are done, kaput, gonzo, bye-bye. Can she get this done? No. No, no politician is going to vote to uh, not make money based on their office. No, no, no politician is going to do that. If they, if they do, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> I would agree and, with you on that. And, and, no and, doubt about that. Looks good. The, it's a popular position, but um, you know, I mean, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand. The people will keep voting the same scallywags back in. Can anybody beat Kathy Hochul for the Democratic nomination? Now, we have Nassau County Congressman Tom Suozzi, who showed up at Penn Station last week and said, oh, I'm scared. It's dangerous around here, to which the MTA reacted. And I like this reaction by the MTA, regardless what we might think about the MTA and the way they operate. The MTA said, well, Congressman Swazi, it's great to see your concern for what goes on in Penn Station and places like that. Great to see you show up now, finally, that you're running for governor. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what they should have said. Yeah. I mean, he showed up in White Plains with Mondaire Jones about last year sometime, I think it yep, was. Yep, yep. I haven't seen him since in White Plains, New York, USA. And um, he has, he is not going to, he is going to do really reasonably well. I think Swazi used to be a Republican. And so therefore he is, he is, a, he is suspect as to what Seems like he can get some more middle of the road I don't think he'll do enough to even come close to Kathy Hochul or as my father, who's 93 years old and as died in the world Democrat as anybody could be. He looked at me and he said, Swazi, he has no chance. Well, we we shall see. Look, the point is, if Hochul is thrown under the bus by the long entrenched Democratic Party establishment who will throw some of your greatest people under under the bus if they feel you're getting too bigoty and too popular. Ask Andrew Cuomo about that. Ten years he was in office. Ten years he was in office. And they never complained about his alleged behavior, which now the... um, 
prosecutors in Albany and um, in Westchester have said no evidence. Which and Manhattan too. Manhattan and Manhattan too. too. Yeah. So therefore, let's face it, Governor Cuomo is off the hook. He can uh -huh. run for office. Right, he can he run can. for office. Even, and the civil suit is a civil suit is a civil suit. Right. That That's happens right. That's politician. not a felony. So now we see what is really going to happen. All right. But can the state Democratic Party under Jay Jacobs, who's a good Andrew Cuomo friend from Nassau County, Jay Jacobs has already backed Kathy Hochul for election in November. Can the state Democratic hierarchy turn around and go with somebody else at this point since they've already said, Kathy Hochul, we back you? Well, what would they do? Would they do? Would they would they go to Mondaire Jones? I don't think so. No. Would they go to um um well they wouldn't de Blasio couldn't win. That's a wild card. Bill de Blasio, yeah. does he have any kind of a shot? First of all, do you think he runs for governor or enough people get to him and say, Come on, de Blasio, look at the way you left New York City. What kind of a chance do you think you might have across the state? Yes, you actually have to know what you're doing when you're running New York City. You or is Bill de Blasio so into himself that it doesn't matter? And he can he always a, tell his grandkids. He's a PR I ran guy. He was a PR guy. No disrespect to honest public relations people. But I mean, PR people have no idea of how to run something that really affects people mm -hmm. because they're spinning an idea that somebody wants them to sell. Mm -hmm. It's like being an advertising man, which Curtis I was Leva. for many years. Curtis Leva ran for mayor of New York City in November, lost to Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City. Curtis Leva has issued an endorsement in the Republican race for governor. A bit of a surprise. He's gone with Andrew Giuliani and pretty much said, you know, Andrew may even be a better retail politician than his father, Rudy. Well, if Andrew, <laughs> look, this, the, the, the thing that is very dangerous is if you do not run somebody like Hochul, who exudes confidence and handling a lot of in issues all at once in a very short time and uh, very well spoken, does not speak from a teleprompter and as Cuomo did. And, um, but this is, she has a very good presence. I mean, so it depends if she is blamed for this horrendous growth of COVID, which is now beyond what it was when it first started. Um, I think they're going to blame her for it. Oh, she should be doing more. And that's how they run against her. That's how the Republicans run against her. Here's what gets me. Sienna poll in early December and in the November Sienna polling, too, yeah. if I remember right. Andrew Giuliani far outshined Rob Astorino, the former Westchester County executive and Suffolk County East End Congressman Lee Zeldin. His opponents, Sandra Giuliani's opponents in the race for the Republican nomination for a governor in name recognition. Andy Giuliani beat the two of them by a lot. And that was a shock to me. And Steve Greenberg, who runs the Siena Poll, said, well, nobody knows you know, those primary work today, I'd have to say Andrew Giuliani would win. 
Giuliani has a big name and they think they're, and you know, voters will say, oh, well, his dad will help him out. Ah, good grief. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it, the bothersome thing is you make a very good point. Giuliani has more recognizable name than Kathy Hochul. Right. I mean, there may be people in New York may not even know who the Hochul is right now. But I mean, it is very possible that if the COVID runs rampant, the economy doesn't come back, that whoever runs as a Democrat will be defeated by the Republican based on we really need to change. We really need somebody really knows, like the decisiveness of Giuliani, who by his repressive regime in the 1990s, quote, cleaned up New York City, unquote. But uh, repression is not. You know, this county is always looking for ways to raise money. County Executive Latimer and Yonkers Mayor Mike Spano, amongst others, have sent letters to the State Gaming Commission asking the commission to award a full casino license to MGM Resorts, Empire City Casino at Yonkers Raceway. Now, in this modern age where every time you turn on a game now, whether it's a college game, a professional game, you see ad upon ad for sports gambling. Is this just trying to get into the mix of what's going on with that? Another way to make money. That's simple. Well, it is, but it is also gambling, much like drugs, has a tendency to turn into an obsession, an addiction, and wreck your life if you get in over your head and don't stay under it. Westchester County Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Neil Pallone says tougher laws are needed against inmates who sexually harass or grope female correction officers. And other state correction union leaders around New York, around the city and around the state say this too. Can we get that done at least in this session, maybe in Albany? Well, I'm not that familiar with the amount of incidents that take place. So I really can't comment on that, but it seems that is basically going for more staff in the prisons, more staff. And um, this is just to get more jobs, basically. I mean, that's probably been going on for years, but now it's being used to increase staff so you can have two people go with a woman guard like um, Dennis Nardone used to work in mm-hmm. the prisons as a um, corrections officer. And Morning man at WVOX. Yes, yes, right. Yeah. He, could, he, 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 he might have a comment on that, but, you know, being... Um, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe you didn't have as many female officers. Just from but the I, angle I think of safety, that you can never be too. Safe. Maybe we can never be too safe, and we can make that happen. Yeah. Well, even if it adds more people, more yeah. it may add more jobs, which would be a good thing, obviously, too. But safety first. City of White Plains, twenty twenty two. The outlook for the city of White Plains, as you see it. 
Well, I'm eagerly awaiting how the sales taxes turned out in November and December, which are not out yet. And uh, I think that they're trying to really get a spin on whether they've got the right figures. Because, God, you don't want them low. Because supposedly there was a lot of retail activity in November, December. And uh, the county, I think, is going to make their make a tremendous amount of money on the sales tax um, through December. And, uh, but of course, remember, the entire deficit was replaced by the COVID aid. COVID aid went into the fund reserve, which is then dumped in to um, clear up the budget shortfall. And uh, well, the proper he, doesn't, he doesn't say that very much in his address. Might the proper question at that point be, will the city of White Plains Common Council know what to do with this supposed extra cash that it looks like they will get? <clears throat> know what to do with it? Well, I think the city of White Plains is being made whole by, by the aid that is coming in. But you know, the city generally does not increase its budget exponentially. They always keep it to what they made last year. And uh, they are probably the best run city financially um, in the county because they don't overspend. And uh, so we will be all right. But right now we have the most COVID infections on a daily basis that we have had throughout COVID. And uh, we don't hear too much about that because, you know, White Plains has no bad news. But although we did have one of those... Uh, horrible things that happen in neighborhoods. We had a shooting resulting in the death of the fellow um, that was shot. It's considered a targeted hit, like that was on a not organized crime hit, but it was a dispute, which somebody just got even. That's what the police are saying, but that's being investigated. Mm -hmm. But the whole gun situation is the old song, don't take your guns to town is very good because you can lose your temper, pull it, use it, kill somebody, and then your life is over, my friend. It's done. Right. Two, if you kill him or her, it's done. And there is not enough emphasis taken on the problem of carrying a weapon, whether it's a gun, a knife, or whatever, because if you lose your temper, you could use it. And that may be what we most need to address in Albany in this new session for the state legislature. State Attorney General Letitia James now issuing subpoenas to the children of Donald Trump as she looks into the Trump family's activities. We heard early on when she went after Andrew Cuomo that this would be the game plan to make her look good, that she goes after Trump on one side and then to alleviate criticism for going after Cuomo, she could say, well, you see, I'm fair. Or for any Republican says, who might say, you targeted Donald Trump, she could say, I went after Andy Cuomo too. She wanted to have it both ways. Has this worked for her? Well, it depends on whether the um, the Supremes throw, out, throw, it, throw the, uh, this is a very important thing that the Supreme Court has to decide. Is the president the king, the emperor, above the law. This is what this is all about. If you say that you can commit 
And I'm not saying Trump did this. If you can commit tax evasion, if you can commit um, um, acts that jeopardize citizens. Yeah. You know, if you can just do that, then you're not going to have people high character in the presidency ever again. They have to have a little fear. They know they can get away something. They'll do it too. That's that's what we can look at the long litany of congressmen and senators that turn out to have feet of clay and backbones of macaroni. Real estate market in Westchester and around the tri-state area seems to be going down right now. Is that because of COVID? Um, well, they attributed it partly to that, but the, the sales are still strong. The sales are, in fact, I have the, the Hagar release right here. And uh, Westchester had its uh, best year ever. And uh, in uh, the past year, but that was because of the boom in real estate, people wanting to get out. And now prices are still very high on single family homes in Westchester. They are holding and people now trying to get a residence are really spending money on co-ops, condominiums and um, uh, multifamily homes. The, Bronx, the bottom line, nothing to worry the Bronx, about. Nothing well, to worry about then, just a matter of yeah. semantics playing with numbers. Yeah. Well, look, the Bronx has had a tremendous year. It had the largest percentage increase in residential sales at 61% over the year, whose 2,553 units sold compared wow. to 1582 in 2020. So the Bronx is looking good. And uh, this is great for the Bronx. Who would have and, guessed? Uh, it also points out the Bronx is not a horrible place to live. I've heard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, the Bronx is also one of the, next to Staten Island, is the lowest amount of COVID infections. And that's something. The Bronx is, you know, across the sound from Nassau and Suffolk counties. So they they have a little buffer zone to prevent all those highly infectious. And you can walk in and out of Westchester into the Bronx and vice versa, too. So New Rochelle, Mount Vernon, Pelham Manor, Yonkers. So we have that connection. Westchester and the Bronx basically geographically lined up together as one. John Bailey, thank you for joining us here on Westchester Talk Radio on The Beat in Westchester. We thank you, John Bailey, publisher, editor, White Plains, Citizen Net reporter, WPCNR.com, host of White Plains Weekend, people to be heard on cable, televisions, and systems all across Westchester. He's got the cable monopoly around this county, no doubt about that. John, we thank you. We'll see see you next time. news break, obviously. (laughs) There you go. All right, breaking news with John Bailey right here. He's on the phone on Westchester Talk Radio. I'm John Marino, and we are made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built. Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth through fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital, Michael Lambriola, landscape design and construction of Armand and by Tompkins Maritime Bank. We are produced by Shark Creative. Go download our app, take it with you anywhere and everywhere we go. It's called Westchester Talk. Catch all of our Westchester Rockland, Putnam and Duchess, 
Orange and Fairfield County programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.